This is the Other Three Amigos podcast. Three lads, one podcast. Tweet us on Twitter using the hashtag TOTAP. Buy the lads a cup of coffee by clicking the support link in the description. Thank you. Producer Megan from Scotland. It is the Other Three Amigos podcast. You've been waiting so long. We are here. Adam O'Reilly chooses to blaze over City and we all went, ugh. Liam Boston is bossing the newspapers with his claim that he's the best goalkeeper in the league. Where are the streams for pre-season? Corsity 1, St. Pat's 2. What's going on with the red jersey? It's new. I don't have this. I bought last year's jersey. What's going on? Ah! The dugouts are getting a dig out to Turner's Cross. LOI TV stolen name, fixed cameras, and the possibility that all bald men will not be allowed at Turner's Cross. The Cheltenham fundraiser, yay or nay? To see what I did there. One man walked not 500 miles, but 1 million steps for charity. And our squad previews, new sign-ins, much, much more on episode one of the Other Three Amigos podcast. Welcome along to you and you and you and you and you and you. Hello, uh, I'm David Street and welcome along to a brand new podcast for Cork City Football Club. Totally unofficial, which means that we might get, we might say a few things that might get us into trouble. We promise our best to do that. No, we won't. Uh, sometimes we'll try our best not to. Uh, I am joined by the other two amigos. In one corner, we must say hello to Declan McCormack. Hello. Hey, Damien. How are things, sir? Good. How's things tonight, Declan? Asher can't complain. No, I'm just I just worry listening to your big intro that you had one you too many. Um, I think you did seven news. I'm pretty sure we're not getting seven listeners, you know. So, um. <laughs> um, and in the other corner, live from Bishopstown, it's Wayne Mullins. Hello, Wayne. Hello. How are you? Oh, no, right. Guys, just to let you know first, we're not sports journalists. We're just money fans. Uh, and that's all it is, really. Um, right, let's kick off. Adam O'Reilly was touted as a signing for us. Was he with us? Was he with Waterford? Was he us? Waterford, Waterford. In the end, uh, he went to Waterford. Decky, talk to me about Adam. Ah, uh, look, I mean, it's hard to blame the guy. He wants to probably play Premier Division football. We, look, even though he's a local lad, we are, we can't cut ourselves here. We're not an attractive um, proposition for a guy like Adam O'Reilly, who, ironically enough, knows the club and knows the situation at the club. So it's probably easier to get a guy in from England who knows nothing about Cork City or the area or anything else than it is to bring a young lad like Adam O'Reilly home, you know? Um <laughs> He's down in Waterford. The only fear I'd have for him in Waterford is that they could be a really poor side this year um, and it may not go his way down there either, you know, but that's that's to be determined yet. I wouldn't bear him any ill will. I said best of luck to the lad and I hope he has a good season, you know? Yeah, I, I don't think there was any City fans actually. There was no one said, oh, you should have picked us and stuff like that. People actually realised, look, he probably has a better chance. I, like, he obviously wanted to play at a higher level, um, which meant that he, he chose Waterford in the end. But it was it was, it was, it was was an interesting one that he may be coming to Warsaw. It'd be lovely to see him. Um, 
we obviously ended up with um, with Jack Baxter instead. Uh, from Preston on loan, um, but there there was a few people you know they were saying oh but sure Grove were on us um, why hasn't he gone from you know from Preston to us um, you know anything anything else like that are we are we all we're all happy for Adam delighted you sound it I mean happy for the lad I I I would be one of those who had the question that you had about. Officially or unofficially, Grove more owning us. They own the option, so therefore they fundamentally own us until such time as they don't own the option. Um, should that give us first out on Preston players? I thought it should. I thought it's something that should have been um, maybe explored more. But as people then have pointed out, you can't force a guy to come here if he doesn't want to come here. And what good is it if you do force a guy or Preston do force a guy here and he's unhappy and he doesn't want to be here? And I mean, you're going to talk about Boston in a minute, but that's fundamentally the situation Boston seems to have been in last year. We all know how that went, you know, so. Um, Boston. It is what um, it is, you know. Mm, well, we will wish Adam well. And um, look, you never know. You never know next season. It could be. Um, but listen, we, we wish Adam well. Um, Boston. I'm glad you brought up Boston. Liam Boston, uh, the greatest goalkeeper in the league, he said. He called Cork City amateur and he felt that um, it just it just didn't go too well. And he, he wasn't able to show how good a goalkeeper he was in the league, even though he knew he was the best. Wayne, uh, tell me, you are a big Liam Boston fan. There's no he's a good keeper. Like you can see that in the first two or three games, especially Finn Herbst. He made a few crucial saves there. But I think once he went home and came back, he, his head was gone. You saw his head literally Rockmount. was gone from that uh, that Finn Herbst match. Against Rockmount, the lob. Like if he if he jumped or lifted his hand, he, he might have got a hand to it. You know what I mean? And so, so what's his rant about? I'd say he's just a pain in the hole, to be honest. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's just kind of like the ego is too big and he's saying well he might come back here like who's going to want him after that mess of a season how is he doing at the moment I've I've no doubt he's a good keeper because you don't play for the under 21s he's in the second tier of Holland there's something there but he obviously just arrived and was like nah not this not, not, not this time he has a bit of a there's a bit of an air on grace about him like is there but you have to be to be a keeper you know do you? Every every keeper has a bit of do they? craziness about him. Sure, McNulty's there doing Cruyff turns. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if he stopped doing that, he'd be, you know. Well, I, I, I think I think that boss, I think he's a decent keeper. I think it's given a chance, but his ego's obviously too big for what he wants. And, you know, he'd have a decent enough career, but he'd never make anything much of it. But you still rate him as... You, you, you're, I know you're. I know you're still following him. I, I know that you. A bit of a Boston fanboy, like we, we have a WhatsApp group. I know. I, I, yeah. it, it, it's all about Boston at the moment in that. Yeah. But um, and is he still in your fancy? Your football manager team, or is he? You're done. Nah, long Decky, any thoughts on Boston? Boston, the place around. Just, just one, really. Um, I think his rant and everything he says, it shows a mental weakness to me. You know, um, guys coming over here from England, coming over from the continent. This is League of Ireland. Like this is this. There's a certain mentality you need to play in this league. I think you know. Um, we've been lucky enough over the years that we've got it from some brilliant 
brilliant foreign players, you know, and we all know who they've been. But a guy like Boston, and he said from day one he wasn't happy. And you can picture him pulling into Bishopstown, <laughs> having one look at the state of the place out there, you know, going out onto the quagmire of a pitch to train, you know, looking around, seeing God knows what Finn is doing. God knows what that team was a shambles, you know, and him checking out day one. I know Scotty said he didn't check out until he went home for the COVID period. I think he checked out day one. I think he just went, do you know what? No, this is politics. And he had a choice. He could have looked at it and said, right, this is where I am. I have one season to show my ability and get a move, get myself set up with a better club. But that's not the attitude he took. He took the attitude of, I'm too good for this and screw this. And I mean, the story about him post-COVID when he didn't, when it was clear he didn't want to come back and he gets his mother to ring Neil Fenn to tell Neil Fenn that he won't be coming back. Like, I mean, geez. Did that actually happen? Allegedly. Yes. Allegedly. 100%. Okay, allegedly. Well, according according to our sources, um, <laughs> you know, it 100% did happen. Liam Boston's mother rang Neil Finn to say Liam Boston wasn't coming back. And, and what happened? Boston maybe it was a language barrier. Uh, we yeah, there's our first legal um, wrangle. Anyway, thanks to that, Declan. It only took uh, f- six and a half minutes. Uh, so <laughs> um, okay, we played St. Pat's last week. Uh, we were graced with two minutes and twenty-one seconds of highlights. Now, firstly, there was no stream for that match, um, which was a bit of a disappointment. Um, but what we did see, of course, was a 2-1 loss to St. Pat's. Um, let, I'm going to stay with you, Declan, on this one. What do you think of it? Yeah. Actually, look, it's the first game of pre-season. Um, everybody just kind of says, look, you're just using it to get fit, etc. Um, I, I, I do, and always have done, put a little bit more store in pre-season games than that. And, and people laugh at me for it, and I understand why, you know. Um, but I do think... I think that Pats team will be very competitive in the Premier Division. I think Pats will be a decent side by all accounts from people who were in Blarney and saw the game. We weren't very good first half. Second half, we were much better when um, Dale Holland and Baxter came into the middle of the park. I don't know if that's a sign of things to come or not. You can't judge that off one preseason game. Seemingly, we had more about us second half. Was that because of the changes Pats made or because of the changes we made and we got a little bit better, etc.? It's too early to say, but... Look, it's disappointing there wasn't a stream that we couldn't have had a proper look at it. Any thoughts it's on why really there was no stream on that? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, go ahead. Maybe man. Pats didn't allow it. So Pats didn't allow a stream. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe a manager decided I don't want other teams being able to see our tactics pre-season and stuff. I think it's a, it's a bit strange because, let's face it, they can watch, you know, any matches on League of Ireland last year, uh, which, which which is a bit strange. But we, do, we don't know why there was no stream. Uh, it does look, and you know, this is recorded as well on Saturday night, which is before the Shamrock Rovers match tomorrow, which means that we don't know whether there will be a stream for the Shamrock Rovers match. You'd be thinking... Um, that Shamrock Rovers will want to stream. I I, I don't know. Uh, it's 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 a it's a mystery. Here's the thing, Damien. If there's a stream for the Shamrock Rovers game tomorrow, it should have been announced in the middle of the week. There is absolutely even if we do end up with a stream, which I don't think we will. And look, this has been released on Monday. I could prove to be to be made a fool of, you know. Um, but if we do have one, it should have been it should have been 
announced during the week, you know. Um I just I just don't see the point in in, in releasing information like that an hour before the game or whatnot, you know. Um my guess is that there won't be. Um my guess is that there won't be a stream for any of the preseason games. Um and why do and we my think guess is that we'll never hear from the club boy. Is there any thoughts as to why there's no streams? I mean, so we can't, we can't go. Normally every year, pre-season, you know, you go to UCC or you go up to Mayfield and you watch a, watch a match and yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's a few hundred people there. Um, any reason why, why don't we have a stream this year? To, we can't go to the matches, so why no stream? Nobody does. Look, I mean, who knows is the question. Who knows? To be fair, and this isn't meant as a criticism of anybody, we don't get a lot of information from the club on a lot of matters. They've been asked about streams on social media for the last month and haven't responded in any way, shape or form. They've been asked numerous times on official forums, unofficial forums, etc., and haven't responded. So, look, the question you're asking the question, the, the honest answer is none of us know, and none of us know because the club haven't given any indication one way or the other, but having a, a guess based on everything that we know, you'll be, you're, you're going to guess that there won't be any streams of any games, you know. Why? Don't know. You'll have to, you'll have to try and, and get a rep from the club to answer that question, you know. That's okay. Um, That's okay. Okay. Um, Wayne, uh, did you watch it, the two minutes and 21 of the highlights it was good quality it was their goal was, was, it was a cracker to be fair very Roberto Carlos about it Hurley how down. fast is Ronan Hurley good finish too good finish nice finish he, he, thought, he, um, their goal was a bit of a hunt kind of flat and a bit and that doesn't fill me with confidence at all first game first game yeah but he's he's experienced he's what 10 seasons playing like you kind of run off the line like a like Harrington or someone would a young fella you know it's the first game we're just getting used to it look uh, personally myself I thought two women was okay um, hey, look, it's only a pre-season friendly it is a pre-season friendly really are, imagine lads we're, we're talking about it for about six minutes imagine when we go to first game of the season it's going to take it 60 minutes uh, to get through the whole thing because we'll actually be able to see it okay so in that match we wore a red jersey now that jersey was a red version of last year's home jersey there was a lot of people nothing came out about it it was just kind of oh my god we've got a new jersey so a lot of people thought that maybe how are we releasing a new jersey I can tell you that the club have decided that they are going to use the same preseason jersey for the next couple of years two years possibly three years uh, if you notice every year they've got names taped at the back and they've got new jerseys coming in and it costs money every time so I, I think it's a good step uh, so they're going to use the same. It's a preseason jersey. Um, I hope they release it because I like that. I, I really do like that red jersey with the with the that looks like last year's home jersey. Um, so they are going to keep it. They're it's obviously going to save some costs. They don't have to have the tape over the back of the names um, preseason. None of the jerseys are printed, just with numbers. Um, Wayne, what are you thinking about that? It's logical. It's a good idea. The tape over the jerseys it, 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 for years it, it looked fairly crap. We're always wearing last year's jerseys, so at least we, yeah. you know, we know what it is. They, they've got their own heat press, they've got their own printers, they can print it themselves, and it just looks better. So yeah, you're happy with that? Ten, for that. Yeah, ten out of ten for that. Uh, obviously, Declan. Again, no communication, which is probably what you're going to say. Yeah. So, seeing as you've said it, I just stay quiet <laughs> about something. So, you know, tell us how you really feel, Declan. <laughs> They, they could have. I suppose they could have told people. Um, Why do I feel like I'm getting well, set no, 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 up as, uh, as, 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 as the bad guy? Not at all. Why do they need to tell us? 
Uh, yeah, they don't need to tell us. There was just people. I, I just saw people yeah. asking, you know, and obviously giving out. Oh my God, just is this the jersey that's on sale on the website? I've bought the third jersey, and now this is jersey is out. And I suppose maybe just to clear up a bit of, just a bit of something, you know, and that is not the third. We're still keeping on today. Uh, look, it's marked as the third jersey for next year. That red one, um, which uh, Zidane wear uh, wore. Uh, I like that jersey. It's a nice jersey. So they're keeping that for next year. I, we do possibly know that there may be a new away jersey come out. And obviously we have the home jersey, which I think is one of the best jerseys in years. I love it. I love the new home jersey. Uh, recent news that appeared on the internet uh, over the week was that the dugouts in Turner's Cross were being moved from the Donny Ford side to the Derry Nan side. Now, this has caused uh, a bit of kafore kafuffle even on the uh, on some of the forums and some of the uh, on the Twitter machine uh, I'm going to go to you this time Declan first uh, what's this, do you know or have you any thoughts on what's going on with the dugouts they're going to dig out it's it's a strange one <laughs> genuinely I, I I don't know I mean I wonder was it COVID related just in terms of when we come back there has to be a certain there would no doubt be a certain element of social distancing needed that can't be achieved in the dugout so last year I was lucky enough to be at a couple of the games when there was 200 people at them and the players sat in the bottom section of the Donny Ford that's right and then yeah. when it started then when it started raining they moved them back into the mm. VIP section and people had to move out to leave the players sit there and there was a lot of jostling and moving around so I was a, just thinking maybe they were moved to the Derry Nan side because the players are just going to sit in a section of the Derry Nan stand always be dry etc and so they're going to take I mean. away you, maybe they take away the whole Derry Nan and fill the Donny Ford with the social distance people when we're back Something along those lines, yeah. But I mean, it seems it's then when you think about it, it seems a bit extreme for for just that. I mean, there was somebody said to me the other day that they wanted to stop me abusing opposition managers. <laughs> as soon as I sit behind them on the Donny Ford, they're not moving this whole, they're moving the whole doghouse to the other side of the ground. You know, it seems expensive. I, I can't comment on that one where It seems like a lot of money been spent, you know, to move doghouse from one side to another. Obviously, if people are back in the stadium, is full. You're gonna have people are gonna be blocked. Jerry Nan, I mean, you, you, if you walk into Turner's Cross on any match night, you'll see that the halfway line by the Derry Nan Road side on the Derry Nan side is always one of the areas that gets filled first. So, what they're doing is they're technically taking out prime seats uh, for dugouts. Wayne, the only um explanation I have really is that they're turning to a VIP section, just fill it in, just stand, just dressing rooms under the stand. They can turn them into VIP areas and fit in under the ground. And I don't know, that, that's, I can't see any other reason why. I don't think the MFA are doing it. You don't think it's the MFA, you think it's Cork City? Uh, Cork City and people above them. Who's above them? Grovemore. <laughs> I, I don't know, that's just my theory. Um, I just think, I don't think the MFA would spend money on something COVID that could be gone in six, it could be six months, it could be a year, it could be two years, but it's short term. You know, um, and why not just move all the fans over to the Derry Nan end or the shed? You don't need to move them a whole dug up because of uh, mm. COVID. It's a strange one, also, that Derry Nan is very narrow, so you can't put dugouts in there. No, um, you, might, you might do like Wembley, they, you know, they just have them in the seats, there's no dugout, just have seats. Yeah, so you also, exactly. they're not exactly so. It's, so, they might be, di- they might be digging holes and putting yeah, actual dugouts in there, like seats, yeah. just use the seats. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So take off, take out the two advertising boards that are blocking it, and use that as the as the entrances. Is, is that That's what we're thinking? That's another strange one. Yeah. It's t- taking away prime advertising. Mm. And another idea is: are they putting a camera above that? 
and I don't know. It's a strange one, but I'm sure we'll find out. We will talk about streaming. I'm glad you just said camera there, Wayne, because... Uh, Declan, you've, you've no more uh, thoughts on the dugouts, have you? Um, I don't really, to be honest. It's okay. It's okay. We can, we can only talk so much about dugouts. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad you said camera. So, LOITV was announced this week to huge, huge hashtag justice for LOITV. There is already a channel out there called League of Ireland TV. They were quite vocal on Twitter that they were they were a bit upset, really, that the FAI have decided to go with the name of their channel for the um, LOITV channel. The good news, I suppose, is that the First Division is included this year and also the women's games will be shown on it. Firstly, uh, um, um, for me, I always think revenue for clubs. So I think that, well, you know, the clubs, you, you, you can see some of the clubs last year in the first division, they had some fantastic streams and uh, they were able to generate their own revenue through advertising, through uh, paywalls and charging people. Uh, and now we don't know how much they're going to make um, from this. We obviously saw the figures last year. We don't know how much um, clubs made last year from Watch LOI, but Niall Quinn did come out and say it was a bit disappointing. I will go. Anyone want to take it up on this? Wayne? Yeah. Um, the start, there was a bit. Um, I suppose apprehensive kind of going this is going to be one of these rubbers cameras they stick up but I did a bit of research on it and, and it, it's decent like it's 1080p so it's HD and it's like 60 frames per second and like if you go on to pixelart.tv it's, it's, it, there's a lot of teams around globally that have them um, Will it follow bald men instead of a ball? I should, that's once off out of how many <laughs> you know what I mean that's just a bit of <laughs> If you didn't see that beauty, there was a match in Scotland and the um, the automated tracking camera mixed up the bald linesman with the ball. Um, but anyway, go ahead, Will. Yeah, they're it, broadcasters that just use these cameras. So it depends how we use it. Like if it's a case of a stick it there and there's no kind of support for it, we're screwed. Like, do you know what I mean? You need to be able to know what you're doing, have support, have someone there who's going to keep it up to date and check it, you know? Will we do that? I don't know. Who's going to own it? Who's going to be in charge of it? That's my worry. The support for it. And I, I think commentators are really important to have. Um, there, you can get com- you can embed graphics, sponsors, automated highlights, the whole lot. If, again, it depends what you pay for. But so so each each club has been given one of these cameras, their fixed cameras, uh, the pixel art cameras, but yeah. they have no control out of generating their own revenue from that through advertising. They literally, uh, it's going to be streamed on LOI TV where the clubs won't get any money from that. They, I think they presume they'll also get a subscription uh, or if, people, if customers, uh, supporters pay per match. So they actually can't sell advertising revenue. I don't, they, or can yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was saying potentially... You could do all that, yeah, but it seems that it's been taken away from them, that they can't, you're not allowed to stream yourself. Uh, it's until June, isn't it? It is, it is a half uh, half season, uh, wondering what's going to go on the second half of it. Um, are you going you to be paying for... I believe, guys, that's, believe the half season is only for the Premier Division, that it's a full season set in stone for the First Division. Who owns the camera? The club, I think. So that means after the season ends, we can just give them the two fingers and go, yeah, see you later, lads. Will you be hoping... Potentially. Will you be hoping next year that we're all back and we don't need streaming 
Um, are you confident in that? You're certain on that one, Dick. First division is for the season. I think I think the press release was badly worded, which is not what? a shock horror from the FAI, you know. Um, <laughs> but why would you give the first division clubs these fixed cameras for half a season? The issue with the Premier Division stuff is that RT don't want to commit the cameras for the season, they don't want to commit the costings, they don't want to commit the commentators, etc. None of that's an issue in the first division. The cameras are fixed, they're in place and they're good to go so it was just a couple of bits and pieces I was reading on the internet but there was a strange the thoughts saying that insisted that the press release was poorly worded but that the first division cameras were in place for the season and that deals in place for the season and it's just the premier division stuff is, a, is, is half season at the moment again I could be proved wrong what I mean just to pick up on what Wayne was saying as well is with those cameras there's a huge amount of analytics etc and ava- um, available to the club so which use heat maps, individual player performance stats, key performance indicators, all this kind of stuff. If all that stuff is available to them as part of the deal, then it's actually probably a big win for the clubs, you know? And the story about no first division club objecting to the deal makes me think that in all likelihood, all that stuff will be available to the clubs and it's something they can use for their own analytics, you know? And the streaming might actually be almost second, a second consideration to 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 that stuff. Yeah, the, the, the first division clubs last year, I mean, Wexford have a, had a fantastic stream. Cove looked after their own streams, you know, I think Galway did their own. And they were, they, Longford, I mean, they were really, really good streams, good quality. They looked after themselves. So there's a, re, there's a straight, it's a strange one why they've all said there was no objection no objection whatsoever to the lads yeah. looking after this which is you, you, you could be you, you might you might be onto something there maybe once again time will tell but I think the thing is we don't have a choice it's, it's done and dusted <laughs> you know this is what is available so the question is then do you want to pay 49 quid yes you probably are because it's 49 quid you know and why not you know, it, it's um, a good choice, though. I think. I think <laughs> history tells us that we make bad decisions in general, and I think this could be a good one. I'm videos online for people to see anyway and check what they think, and you know, have a look. And I, I think it's going to be good. I think. Anyway. Will you be buying a subscription or checking by the match, Wayne? You still have to change your mind there over the week. <laughs> 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 I'll probably buy a sub in the end to be honest not, not I've researched it and seen it I think a lot of people are going to go with they're going to buy one or two matches first and then see how it goes uh, I'm going to be in that boat I'm going to say look you know obviously last year watch LOI <laughs> It was absolute. I spent a couple of matches just looking at the screen. Uh, obviously, I had gone to a Sligo match. I got into the Sligo match, um, and the Watch LOI stream went down. Um, I was obviously trying to stream them from my phone, and I got into a bit of hot water. Um, so you're so Wayne, you're going to go straight in, no kissing. I'm buying a sub. Yeah. I, 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 I've changed my mind literally since two days ago. So, right, you know, okay, that's okay. I was all against it, but I think yeah. And now, dive in, dive in go for it. Decky, are you going to go straight in, give it a little bit of a tickle, and um, or are you going to gently take your time and um, caress 
the subscription. Nah, screw that. Straight in. No kissing. Straight in. You're, you're no match. Yeah. You're just gonna. You're gonna. I, just, I don't have time for the caressing and all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just let's just let's just go. Let's just go. Forty nine quid. No bother. There you go. Forty nine quid. Thanks okay. very much. And yeah. the, the clubs yeah. this year are getting a cut off that again. Am, am I right in saying that? Yes. Yeah, we don't know how much. Do we know how much? But nobody knows. There's no information out there yet, you know. Okay, okay, okay. Because that information will become available in the in the near future, you know. These okay, we're racing along here. Uh, the Cork City Cheltenham fundraiser was was announced. Um, it's twenty euros a man. There was a bit of um, again an outburst from a few people that they should the club shouldn't be using Cheltenham as a as a fundraiser. My own thoughts on this would be that one, I don't think there's many fundraisers nowadays that don't involve gambling. Uh, when a gaff was a gambling, you've got uh, raffles, club lottos. It's all gambling, um, and this one is no different in my eyes uh, some people had different thoughts on that um, it's tough to fundraise at the moment but what are your thoughts yay or no Wayne don't really care to be honest doesn't bother me don't care no. <laughs> okay that's that's, that's that's okay uh, Decky uh, look I can see both sides of it people who know me know how much I hate the gambling industry not because it, I think it's anything awfully bad or anything it's just I hate how they are set up bookies are set up completely the guy walking into the shop has no chance long term etc um, etc et but look that's a story for another day I can see how people can argue that a club that wants to put itself forward as a community club and, and, and all that caper shouldn't be promoting Cheltenham shouldn't be promoting gambling shouldn't be promoting those things but look I mean I don't think it's anything enough to get up too upset about but is it so hard I'm, I'm, like, I mean, Wayne. I'm like Wayne and I think I'm like 90, 98-99% of City fans I just don't think anybody really cares you know As obviously there's going to be a certain amount of people who do and they're quite within their rights to do so and they make a good case but uh, like I mean I don't think it's something that you, you bash the club for really like you know yeah well uh, as I said most most fundraisers nowadays it involves buying a ticket and if you buy a ticket for something technically you're gambling uh, unless it's yeah. a skills based thing you know and so I, I'm fully behind it I think you know it's good to see the club actually get out there fundraising I know people were promised a fundraising map in January which so it's nice to see the fundraising starting to take off now uh, because fundraising of course is going to be pretty important I would say this year um, so I'm going entering um, I'm entering it I know nothing about horses I'm glad I don't uh, but I will play my 20 and try and win so may the best of luck be with me we must say just remember Damien all the fellas who are giving you tips and think they do know about horses none of them really know about <laughs> that horses that's all here's a that's tip the important thing to remember you know we have to say a big hello to Craig Dorney Craig Dorney um, decided to raise money for charity in, in February and walk one million steps now I wasn't too sure how many one million steps was um, but after looking at it, it is a serious amount. It's something like, is it 30 kilometers a day? Am I right? Yeah, you're in the ballpark. You're doing about 40,000 steps a day. I could be completely wrong. It's, but it's nearly 30k a day he has to do for the month of February to make 1 million steps. That is absolutely mental. Yeah, I mean, I... 
I'm out of breath walking to the kitchen, like so. I I just I can't. My, I can't my, figure out how he's doing. Yeah, it. Fair play to the lad, like you know. My his thing. average is thirty six thousand a day. That's that's crazy. That's uh, it's uh, and look, I'll tell you what. Uh, I would just like to say, well done, Craig, uh, to you. You've got a day left. I, I only I I feel so bad that I only sponsored him twenty euros. <laughs> it's like, it's when I saw the amount. I was like, hang on, a million, a million steps. You can give him your chat, your chat and Buster winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that one, well, that is the end of part one. We will be back with part two with our season preview, your one to 11s, our one to 11s, and um, much. We'll take a look at some of the upcoming fixtures. See you soon. The Other Three Amigos podcast. Follow us on Twitter, The Other Three Amigos podcast. A word from our sponsors. And a big thanks to our sponsors, of course, Forrest. You might have noticed the silence that was there. Thank you, guys. Uh, welcome back, uh, podcast fan. We call, we're going to call people TOTAPS, um, because if you look at the abbreviation, it's T-O-T-A-P, and if you put S on the end of the supporters, TOTAPS. Welcome back, TOTAPS. Um, we ran a couple of polls on our Twitter machine, which is at the Three Amigos podcast over the last couple of days, and we asked you about your one to 11s. Um, I'm going to just briefly fly through here. Totap's uh, first choice in goal was uh, David Harrington who got 43%, uh, Hunt got 30% and McNulty 27 Cargbo uh, as right back, 63% of people going for Cargbo Honahan getting 22%. Our centre-back choices were George Heaven and Rob Slevin with 33% and 31% um, Honahan coming in at 26% George Walker unfortunately getting uh, quite a low one but we don't know much about George yet. Ronan Hurley a uh, big lead there, 72% of people going for Ronan Hurley as left back in the centre midfield so what we did was we we just ran one poll for centre midfield um, obviously Gerald Morrissey getting 84% of that Alec Byrne got 8% Jack Baxter 6% and Keen Coleman 2% Stephen Beattie was people's first first choice to finish to play on the right wing with 60% however we all dream of a team of Stephen Beatties. Uh, he also had first choice as the number 10 with 45% and Corey Galvin coming in with 23% Dylan McGlade was 58% of people's choice to start on the left with Corey Galvin slightly behind him 42 and um, just finished Ben Owen O'Brien Whitmarsh on 60% followed by a new signing Jack Walsh on 33% Wayne talk to me about the listeners do you agree do you disagree what's your 1 to 11 um, the goalkeeping situation like it has to be McNulty it really does um, I would agree you know I know he's 40 I know like he's had 350 odd games um, as I said earlier if he cuts out his kind of flicks and stuff and his turns you know and got his kicking right I think he'd be perfect for this division uh, Hunt I, look, we don't know much about him but I don't know I just I don't have a good feeling about it to be honest do you know what I mean um, yeah that's my keeper now he's not naughty straight down 
And uh, yeah, um, a few people on Twitter um, uh, at RoryOS16 said, I've not seen much of Harrington, never seen never seen Hunt, uh, so I couldn't <laughs> comment on him. I'd be having a good look at both of them in pre-season. Mike Nolte looked shaky last season, but you'd be hoping he can handle the first division. Uh, SK19 underscore 79, Nolte's had his time. And if he starts either before either of the other two, it's going to be disheartening for them, I can see his point. Uh, he can give them both direction and coaching that would be great but in my opinion he cannot start I'm afraid and at the Falve this is the ideal time to give Harrington his chance there's very little expectation on no crowds if we don't blood him in now we never will. Nulls is done and Hunt literally couldn't get a game for Rambler. So that's that was a few people on the Twitter machine. Declan? Yes I would love if it was David Harrington. I genuinely would love if Little biscuit. I think they call him crumbs, is it? Um, <laughs> because his father was biscuits, you know. Um, I, th- I I would love if it was if it was David Harrington. Personally, I've gone with McNulty as well. And the fact that the three of us have gone with McNulty makes me worry about where we are with the goalkeeping situation. We've had a good Marcus, history with goalkeepers. Has done his time. He's the goalkeeping coach. I don't think even if you asked him at this time last year, he wouldn't expect to be starting this year. But it looks like we're in a situation where we may be forced to start him. I've look. I'd be the first to hold my hands up and say I have never seen Paul Hunt play a game of football. You know, so I don't know. But I know people whose opinion I respect. They're all kind of going, no, nah, this isn't going to work. So okay, Sarah, Sarah, you know, um, I'd love if it's Harrington. I'd love if he's good enough to step in, take the opportunity and develop into a very good keeper. Another 10-year keeper. Yeah, we've had a good history of goalkeepers. Obviously, you go back to Biscuits and then you had McDevine and then moving after that, you have McNulty. And literally, we've had three main keepers in... 30 years you know more than 30 years you know so are we hoping that Harrington's good enough yeah. he comes in this season we keep him for another uh, another I mean it's just not you know another 10 12 years out of a keeper that's, that's, what, that's what we're hoping for in an ideal world that would be exactly what you'd be looking for to have right back who knows you know Mm-hmm. Eunice mm-hmm. Cargbo or Josh Honahan. Now, this one divides both of you. I personally went for Eunice myself. I thought he played well last year. I think he did well in uh, the first division. Um, but I will head to you first, Declan. Yeah, I've gone with Honahan. Um, and Ooh. that is no slight whatsoever on Eunice. You know, the thing is, when we saw Josh, Josh was a fantastic player in the limited number of games he played. Then he disappeared because he was doing his leaving cert and there was an injury and there was other bits and pieces. But he's the kind of guy, I think, in a first division side, I want him in there for two reasons. One, I think potentially he's a very good player. And two, he has the physicality that may, that I think is going to be required in this division as well. He's a big, strong, tall young fella. This division is going to be about defending set pieces. It's going to be about manning up. You're going to have to earn a right to play ball. There's going to be Brennan brothers somewhere lurking around the place ready to kick any, anything that moves in this division, you know? And I just Lynn, think... He's played yes. two league games for City. Yeah. Okay. They were Fair good enough. though. He was good. Let's, let's, give, let's, let's give him another twenty-seven, <laughs> Wayne. You know, guys have to start like, somewhere, right? You know, you know, not, not, not when we've got a twenty-one-year-old, a twenty-two-year-old, and a 
well, Cardboard's 19, I get that, but he's played more games and we're going to need to be counter-attacking and, you know, I don't know. I just think playing two games can't judge right look, back ahead of And I agree with you. And I said, it's no sliding Eunice. And I can see situations where they both play, where Eunice plays on the right-hand side of midfield and um, Josh plays behind them, you know? It's just... I think in this particular division, I think we've got to give Josh a chance. I want him in my team. At the moment, I can't get him into the team centre-back, so I have him in there at right-back. It's very possible that he ends up playing centre-back alongside Slevin or, or Heaven and pushes one of the two out. But I think we've got a talented young fella who's ready to do something, and I think we've got to give him an opportunity. I want to give him an opportunity. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll hold my hands up and say, look, OK, that was that was a bad call, but I want him in my team starting out, and I'm, I'm happy to take all the... Um, guff that may come my way for, 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 for that Wayne you've been shaking your head in complete disbelief uh, you're going uh, you're, you're going redder with anger tell us why he's played two games like Cargo he's played six or seven games he, he has and the cup games so he, he has exper- he has experience at this level that he needs he's fast is what we need a um, bit of pace something we didn't really have last year it was kind of you know, slow and sluggish. And we it's are the only choice here, and it's 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 Eunice. It's the only choice. It's quite possible that our fullbacks will be pushing. Looking at the same Pats match, um, the two minutes and twenty one of highlights, it does look like our fullbacks are going to be pushing forward this year. Um, so you reckon Eunice is the man? Yeah, if we're going for a defensive fullback, we're in trouble. Simple as really. Okay. So Decky's going to hold him. And, uh, I, I, I want a solid back four. I, I want a solid back four that isn't going to concede goals <laughs> because we don't have piles of goals in this team. So we're going to need to win games 1 0. That's um, a big issue. We can't be, be gung ho. We can't be gung ho headless up the pitch um, and leaving ourselves wide open at the back. We, we will get torn apart. But are we going Absolutely to have a solid back line if, if that's the way. when all our defenders are under the age of 22? Now, are they experienced enough for the first uh, division? But when you have a 45-year-old people <laughs> behind them, it brings the average age well up. You know, that's uh, Left back, uh, we're all in agreement, Roland Hurley. Yeah. We don't have any other options there, do we? Yeah. It's, it's, You've Slevin, but no, he's definitely, he's definitely Slevin in heaven. We're Slevin in heaven. Uh, we're agreeing both centre-backs. Yeah. You're okay with that, Tech? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, midfield. Yeah, I know, absolutely. Gerald Morrissey, starter for me. Oh, what's going on here, guys? I'm, I, I be honest, I could easily leave him out, and I know that sounds madness, but for the last two, three years, he's he's underwhelmed. Is the word I, I think was the best word I heard used to describe his performances. You know. If we're going to do anything in this league, Garrod Morrissey has to grab this league by the scruff of the neck. But he can. I think, I, I, I think he is. You know, last year... One of the three best players in this league. It's a massive season for him. Um, he has to. He has to. There's, we can't do anything unless Garrod improves his performances 100%, you know? And I think, for me, we have an issue in there in that we don't have ball winners in the middle of the park. You think we he's going to play in the six? Who, or Baxter? Is Baxter the ball winner? Jack Baxter? Baxter, from people who saw him against in the second half against Pats, was not a ball. Dale Holland was was, was the ball winner. Dale Holland. Came on at halftime. Yeah. Baxter was a guy who demanded, demanded the ball 
and played played forward at all times, which is something we were badly crying out for last mm-hmm. year, you know. So I have Baxter in there with Morrissey, but Morrissey has to turn himself into a ball winner. Where like Connor McCormick would come down here for Galway and he will win ball day in, day out, all game long. And we won't see 35% of possession because we'll have nobody to win the ball back off Galway, you know. We'll have the same with Shells. We need ball winners in there, and I'm not sure we have them. And I think that's a massive, it could be a massive issue for us going forward this season you know You've so got- I desperately want Garrod to spit that bit deeper and just win ball and give it to Baxter give it to McGlade give it to Stephen Beatty and leave those lads look after the, the going forward you know but I have <laughs> This is my big fear for this side is that there's no ball winners in the side and we are just going to struggle in that aspect and we won't have enough ball to dominate games and be successful. So, Wayne. So, sum it up. Yeah, he's starting. He's starting, but... Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Wayne. God, one minute and 10 seconds. Yeah, I was a bit torn between... um Coleman and Holland I chose Coleman basically he's tall he's big you know he, he's the only one who's got potential to get stuck in I think do you think you he's I mean? um, do you think he was he, he was unmotivated last season possibly for a few it's matches shite manager <laughs> um, I, I, I've, I've, he's, he's got potential and he needs to I chose Coleman over Holland I like Holland he's a good player but Coleman I think is the only player who has a bit of bite that can get stuck in and hopefully he does so you're going with your some Garrod is in your going, team. I was going to stick him centre back actually. You're going to stick Coleman centre back. I was thinking of it instead of this heaven, even whatever his name. Um, we don't have many options outside for the two lads actually centre back. Um, outside of heaven and seven, I think so Coleman is. Heaven is, or Coleman or Coleman or Holland. That's the way I do it. Right. So who's your two? It's, it's Coleman and Morrissey. Coleman and Morrissey, right wing. Okay, I'm going for Stephen Beattie. Yeah, Beattie. Decky? No, I'm Jamie winning. I've I win I win on the right and I beat you in the ten. You so oh, okay. So we just you're going with Jamie Wynn. Now, we don't know much about Jamie Wynn. Um does any of any of you lads uh, have any news on uh, or or signing? Not really. They're not back in preseason long enough for the, <coughs> for any kind of opinions to have been formed by those who are seeing them and watching them. Um but the guy is lightning quick. Absolutely lightning quick. As as Wayne said, that's something we didn't have last year. It allows us to counter counter very very quickly plus look I mean we've seen clips of him online you've seen stuff that he's done at Dundalk fans were very very disappointed that he left I'd like to think the guy has something about him he seemed level headed in the in the little bits and pieces of media he did for the club when he joined and um, I'm just hoping he gets his head down um, and proves to be an asset on the right I think with him on the right McLean on the left you have a balance and I, I love Beatty in the 10 I love giving Beatty the freedom to put the put the side on his back and be be the one who who maybe hopefully gets 10 goals or so from the 10 spot and the one who's constantly creating being innovative um, with the ball and, and, and allowing us to, to, to get up the pitch I do have to say I was reading the yeah. readers 1-11 to 11 there actually I don't have BT on the right I've got actually I've got Dylan McGlade on the right uh, on my team actually there so uh, I was reading the I was looking at the wrong sheet I was like BC on the right uh, yeah, but why have I got BC in the number 10 as well uh, I was actually I've uh, yeah so I made a mistake there so okay so you're looking at you're you're okay with BD on the right Scotty yeah I am on the right because I've got pace at the fullback so oh you've got Eunice behind him you see whereas Decky all oh, right okay football manager okay. mind <laughs> 
Those, those right wingers, as they call them, isn't it these days? Um, left wing. I, I tell you another reason I want. Go ahead. I tell you another reason I want Beatty in the ten, and this might sound. This is a little bit off kilter, right? I'm sick and tired of teams coming down to Turner's Cross and us traveling around Ireland, and the other side are refing the games. Year in for the last two years, every single game we've turned up and played, the other side has ref the game. We haven't one player who has spoken to a referee in two years. I want BT in the 10, in the middle of the thing, bitching and moaning in the referee's ear for 90 minutes nonstop, which is something he's capable of doing and something we've seen him do in the past. And I want him in that area to pitch where he can influence not alone the game through his distribution and his play and whatnot, but those little tiny percentages that he's just annoying the referee, he's on at the referee, he's moaning about decisions, he's refing the game. The best referee in the country for the last five years is Chris Shields. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> and we have nobody like that. And I do think that Beatty may be our guy to just make a case for us. He's going he's gonna be an absolute pain in the arse to the referee, basically, is what you want him to be. Yeah. That's okay. Absolutely, That's... because people gave out about referees in the Premier Division. We're in the first division. No, we've the second tier of referees, like it's gonna be fun. Okay, left wing, I've got Corey Galvin. Okay, I've gone for McGlade on the right and Corey Galvin on the left. I just think Galvin's creativity. He's just got something that I don't think any other player in our team has every time he gets the ball. And I I don't know why he doesn't get enough games. Uh, last year he just seemed to be dropped and dropped. And every time I watched him, and I've seen him live a few times. And I thought every time he got the ball, there was an excitement there. He he has unbelievable ball control. He's got a great. He's, he's good at dribbling. He's good at going around players. He's got good strength, and he can definitely pick a pass. Uh, so I I've gone for him on the left, and I I think Corey Galvin has to be in this year's eleven. Wayne, you know what? I actually shocked when I saw this. He's played 121 league games in in his career which is quite impressive for someone I thought that didn't play many games. So I actually put Wynn as attacking midfielder, but I'm going to change it for Galvin because he's got the experience. He has 18 goals, so he can score and he's played. You like Corey Galvin? Yeah, I think I, I'm looking at it now and going, yeah, he has to play. He has to play? McLean left and I've got Galvin behind. Okay. Okay, story. so you've got BC, uh, Galvin number 10 and yeah, McLean on the McLeod. left. Uh, are, you, are, you, are you in the team of Corey Galvin must be in the 11? I think so, now I am, yeah. But you, you can swap them around, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's very hard to pick a 1-11 to 11 because the players have, you know, we, obviously you could have two or three of them playing on the right, so you could two yeah. or three of them on the left, which is uh, Colin Healy, uh, healers. Do we call them healers or do we call them Colin Healy? Mr. Healy. Mr. Healy, right, okay. Uh, Scotty, are you a Mr. Healy healers or Colin Healy? Oh yeah, Mr. Healy. Healers, healers is what the the lads call him like. But is it very hiney and heading off to watch the rugby? Colin Healy's his own man. Um, I think there's a move towards from Healy. I think there's a move back towards a Cork based side, and um, certainly an Irish based side. You know, by all accounts, he's turned down a number of players from Preston. He's turned down a striker from Stoke City on the basis that he's happy with what he what he has. And I have to say, I for one would respect him for that. He's not taking players just because they're coming from English clubs. He's not taking players just because he can. But could he's, we not have another Connor Simpson? He's happy with what he has. Like, I mean, Connor Simpson. Connor Simpson, Scotty Fenwick. They could have been. That we, we haven't made a signing at this club that has worked since we signed Kieran Sadlier. You know, um, everything after Sadler has just been a disaster. Um, you've, you've thrown this one at us now, aren't you? It's a good one. So we haven't made a good everything sign and that has Sadler worked. Everything after has been a disaster. 
We haven't made a good sign of this work since after Kieran Sadlier. What about... <laughs> He's right. <laughs> I have all night, lads. If no you, panic. We, we'll put it to Twitter. Okay, that's one for um, our Dirt Toe Taps. That's the other three Amigo support podcast supporters. Seems to have uh, got a lot of he's got a, little, a lot of options up front actually, uh, where they can all inter you know they can all intertwine at the back not so much, but up up in the middle and up front we we do we do seem to have a lot of room to maneuver with the players. You're definitely in the the Galvin camp yeah, anyway. I am. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Lovely footballer. I wonder is he physically tough enough for this division? Well, I think he is. Um, I have some concerns about like you're talking about playing him on the left I think if you play him on the left he's going to want to come in field a lot and, and we're going to get exposed out there with just Ronan Hurley on his own behind him I can see him playing plenty of games I can see him coming off the bench and changing <coughs> games it's just a matter of how, how do you fit him into a first 11 keep a balance and keep a substance to a side and um, it's a difficult one he's unlucky to miss out but I don't have him in my starting 11 and <gasps> Like I see him I see him playing To me if he's in the team He's playing that number 10 role You know But that's where I want Stephen Beattie And, and Beattie has the potential To be the best player In this division You know He was a good sign Of fair you play to the that, club Yeah okay Absolutely Absolutely I mean They went all out They got their man um, and, and, and congratulations to them You know um, And it's, it's It's fantastic to see A guy like Stephen back You know It really is And Um Hopefully, if we're lucky, at some stage in the future, he might come on and have a chat with us. You, you know? never know. <laughs> right, moving swiftly along up front, I've gone for Stephen Beattie up front. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, we're, going, we're going to struggle this year. If we're going to be dropping boxes, crosses in and stuff like that, I don't, I don't want that. I, I want the ball played through. I want Beattie. He, he, he played that position uh, for Chattanooga um, I don't know the level uh, compared to we say that league and the first division but I just want him as a striker I just want Beats as a striker this year for some reason uh, he's experienced he, he's going to you're going to need a bit of experience up against some of the first division defenders you know I, I, I just want him up front I, that's where I want Beats I want him as a as a striker um, but I will head to you uh, Wayne yeah I've gone for Whitmarsh so basically because like, he's got a bit of fight he's got a bit of he leaves the elbow when he gets studs and you know he kind of gets stuck in which I think is something we're going to need um, bit of pace holds the ball up well I, you know Whitmarsh for me up front and for yourself there I've gone with Jack Walsh there's a lot of talk about Jack Walsh at the moment yeah in, he, he, I've never seen the guy kick a football in my life um, <laughs> I've gone with Jack Walsh and I've gone with him simply because I've seen the rest of them kick a football you know and sorry that's been harsh no but no speaking to people who saw the game against Pats last weekend they said everything changed in the second half when he came on and his ability to hold the ball up and bring others into the game and that's exactly what we need up top we need somebody who can play with their back to goal who can hold the ball up and allow that three midfielders behind them whoever it might be BG, McLeod, Wynn get them forward and get them involved I don't think any of the younger lads have shown the ability to play with their back to goal and hold the ball up and, and link the play that way so 
in my mind, that's the way we're going to play. And we need somebody up there who can play with their back to goal, which is why when you said you were playing BT up there, I just sat here shaking my head um, saying, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I do not want Stephen BT up front trying to play with his back to goal. Um, no, J- Jack, I can't have that. Like, you know, Jack Walsh seems like, he seems like a good little sign. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of people speaking very highly of him. Uh, he's a guy, he, he chose, he's after picking uh, football over guy. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I, the reason I didn't pick pick him is because I haven't seen him play that's the 1 to 11s or 1 to 11s uh, a bit divided uh, obviously uh, which is good to have uh, it's been a pleasure having you on guys um, thank you to Mr. Scotty Wayne Mullins and Mr. Bad Decky Decky McCormick uh, for joining me tonight <laughs> from myself Damien Trinan I hope you enjoyed the other three amigos podcast it'd be great if you could spread the word and let us know what you think if you enjoyed it let us know if you didn't enjoy us don't let us know. Uh, just just keep it to yourself. Um, and that's it. Guys, um, wishing you the best, Wayne. Thanks, Emil. Good crack. Adios. Uh, Declan, goodbye. Lads, mind yourselves. Hopefully we'll be better next time. Uh, listen, uh, that's it. Listen, guys, uh, thanks so much for listening. And we will be back on the 15th of March for episode two, where we will discuss. You'll have to tune in to find out. Goodbye. This is the Three Amigos Podcast. Subscribe to the other Three Amigos Podcast on Spotify and Apple products. Tweet us on Twitter using the hashtag TOTAP. 